Let's go to God in prayer before we open up our time together. Father, we come before your throne of grace and we are humbled that we are able to be called your people. You have loved us so richly and so deeply. You have come so far for us and given us so much. Your grace and your mercy expound in ways that we can't even begin uh, to fathom. You love us so deeply. You protect us, you care for us, you guide us. And you provide for us an avenue to get back into good grace with you. Day in and day out, we just prove that we don't deserve the love that you give us, but you give it to us anyway. I pray that we'd be mindful of that. I pray that we'd be mindful of your forgiveness as we deal with people who are often not easy to forgive. I pray that we would be mindful of your mercy as we deal with people each day that are not very easy to show mercy to. I pray that we would be mindful of your grace when we find ourselves in a situation where graciousness is not our natural response. pray that we would remember that while we were still enemies of you, your son gave his life on the cross for us. And we are humbled by that fact. May we strive to live in your will. May we strive to be people that live in accordance with the way that you've called us to live. May we constantly seek to follow where your spirit leads. We thank you for Jesus for the bond of unity we have in his blood and the peace we live with because of his sacrifice. It is in his name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> All right, we'd be in Jonah chapter 2, the second little stage of, of Jonah's journey here. So we're going to look at Jonah chapter 1, verse 17. We stopped there at verse 16 last week um, and move into Jonah chapter 2. In verse 10. Let's go ahead and read that text and then we'll dissect it a little bit. Now the Lord had appointed a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the fish for three days and three nights. We could probably spend a whole lot of time talking about that one verse that the Lord had appointed a fish uh, to come and do this. Uh, to be here for this purpose, uh, that rescued Jonah with the, this fish, that he spent three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. Uh, a lot of imagery comes to mind when you think of three days and three nights. Um, we see that uh, span of time come up several times in Scripture. But he was there for three days and three nights. In chapter 2, verse 1, says, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God from inside the fish. And this is the prayer that Jonah prayed. I called to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me. I cried out for help in the belly of Sheol. You heard my voice. You threw me into the depths, into the heart of the sea, and the current overcame me. All your breakers and your billows, they swept over me. That I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look once more towards your holy temple. 
The waters engulfed me up to the neck, and the watery depths overcame me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I sank to the foundations of the mountains. The earth with its prison bars closed behind me forever. But you raised my life from the pit, O Lord my God. As my life was fading away, I remembered Yahweh. And my prayer came to you, to your holy temple. And those who cling to worthless idols forsake faithful love. But as for me, as for me, I will sacrifice to you. With a voice of thanksgiving, I will fulfill what I have vowed. Salvation is from the Lord. And then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Quite literally, Jonah hits rock bottom. Right? You see this in his prayer, right? He finds himself... In, at the foothills of the mountains, that really he can go no longer lower. He's sunk into the sea. Uh, he was thrown into this uh, storm, right? He's thrown into the ocean. And while he tries to tread water for a while, he finds himself sinking. Um, and you see his despair. Right? He thinks his life is over. And he's recounting this as he's in the belly of the whale, all these things that go through his mind. And while he's in the, the belly of the fish, what else goes through a guy's mind when you're in the belly of a fish for three days? I imagine you have some time to reflect on what has transpired to get you to this place of unpleasantness. And Jonah does that, and you see the great travels, the emotions of a man of God that knows he has done wrong, but still in the end, he knows that God is a God of salvation. But I find it interesting about this prayer that it finishes on this note of thankfulness. How in the world can you be thankful in the belly of the fish? But Jonah is. Those who cling to worthless idols forsake faithful love, but as for me, I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving, and I will fulfill what I have vowed. Salvation is from the Lord. And if you get nothing else from this message today, here's what I want you to get. God can hear your prayer. Right, Several times over the last few weeks, we've had uh, a couple of lessons on prayer. And, and sometimes it can be hard to imagine that God hears, that God even cares about what goes on in my life. God hears your prayer. Even when you may feel far away from Him. Even when you may, may be at the lowest point that you have ever been in your faith, in your security in, in God, in, in your walk with Him. Even in your lowest point, God hears your prayer. But God doesn't only hear your prayer. He offers salvation. He saves. And frequently, we talked about the storm last week being an act of God's grace. Had it not been for the storm, Jonah would not have had this space 
to reflect and to listen to what God really wanted from him. But here he finds himself in the belly of a fish where he has nothing to do but wait for God. And he finds a space where he can stop and listen to what God has in store for him. God provides the ancient form of an uber to get him where he needs to go. I don't know how far away he was when this fish picked him up, but three days later he's puking him up on the dry ground. I always imagine next to a sign that says Nineveh this way. (laughs) Maybe it said Nineveh this way, Nineveh this way, Nineveh this way. It doesn't matter where you go, you're going to end up in Nineveh by this point in his journey. He points this fish to come to redirect Jonah's path, to bring him back to where he needed to be, where he was called to be, where God wanted him to be. There is no place, there is no time in your life where you are outside of the reach of God. I can run so far, I can run to to the furthest ends of the earth, but I cannot outrun the reach of God. And also, as we talked about last week, right, many times we do kind of move in a direction that we know is not the direction God has called us in. More often than not, we find ourselves kind of in God's will adjacent. We talked about that term last week. We may not be running in the opposite direction of God, but we're doing kind of what God wants us to do, but mostly because I'm doing it my way. And God wants us to do His will, but He wants us to do His will, His way, and for His purpose. Because if I'm doing God's will my way and for my purpose, it's probably not wholly God's will. There are times, there are times where God's will and my will line up really well. I have found that to be few and far between in my life because I don't have God's perspective. I don't have His ability to see the way He sees. My scope is limited and it is shaped by my experiences and my decisions are formed by what is best for me. At least, according to my limited experience, what I think is best for me. And when we can find ourselves in a position where we know what we want, where we see what we desire, where we see a path that we want to go, but we also recognize that God is calling us in a little different direction. Right? The challenge is to get myself in this mindset that says, I know what I want, but I also know what God wants for me, and God always has my best in mind, even if I can't see it. He knows what I need better than I do, so do I have the ability to trust in Him and follow where He leads? Even if the road looks harder, if it's filled with more obstacles, more risk. God hears the prayers of His people, and we are never out of God's reach. I've talked to a lot of people in my life who 
who believe they have done too many bad things for God to really truly forgive them. I don't think that there are many who have become a Christian, who have walked a Christian life, who have known God, who can really believe that because we understand what God's grace is about. But it can sometimes feel like we are so far away from God that I've got to do some work to get back to Him before He can start working in me. But what we see with Jonah is that you are never, you are never out of God's reach and you are never so far away that God can't begin working in you. As soon as you make yourself available. Jonah could not have been farther from God. Not only did he get on a ship and go the opposite direction of where he was called. He put people at risk. He put their livelihoods at risk. He put their families at risk. For the sake of not going to the place that God had specifically asked him to go. And not only did he get so far away, but he got so far away, he got thrown in an ocean. And that wasn't far enough, so he went to the bottom of the ocean and he began to sink. And God provides a fish, and when Jonah gets to the point where he says, you know, I don't know why I'm here. I should have been dead. But I remembered my God. My God who is my salvation. And he brings a sacrifice, at least of his words, of thanksgiving to God. And God hears his prayer and God redeems him. These aren't the words of Jonah, but we see these words in in the Psalms. Psalm chapter 139, verses 7 through 10. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I live at the eastern horizon or settle at the western limits, even there your hand will lead me. Your right hand will hold on to me. That we are never outside of the reach of God. We are never so far away that we can't be used by God. We understand things in in kind of terms of jurisdiction. Our police have jurisdiction. Our, our lawyers have jurisdiction. They're licensed to, to, to work in a certain area. And if they're outside of that area, they don't have any authority. And there's a scene in the dark night where the Gotham police have to get Batman to go to China because a criminal has fled to China. And guess what? The Gotham police have no jurisdiction in China. They really have no jurisdiction anywhere. Doesn't even seem like they have much jurisdiction in Gotham. But they send Batman to China. Because Batman's jurisdiction doesn't mean he's not limited by the human bounds, right? Who's going to fight Batman? Right? We understand authority in this way. That there are places and there are fields that you have authority over. God's not bound by our understanding of jurisdiction. Ultimately, he will rescue Jonah physically, but first, he gives him time. He gives him this divine timeout so that he can prepare himself to listen. Three days inside the belly of a fish, we see in chapter 2, verse verse 1, or right at the end of chapter 1. Yeah. 
chapter 117. Hey, look, sometimes I need a time out. Sometimes I need a time to just stop. Um, when Heather was putting these notes together for me, she said, are you going to tell a story about Jody? I'm like, how would I choose? How would I choose which story to tell about Jody? Frequently, Jody and I need a time out. Not usually she doesn't need it with her mom. A lot of times her mom needs a time out. <laughs> you know, but sometimes it's like, I tell you what, why don't you go to your room and you just take a breath and in about 10 minutes we'll come back and we'll talk about this again. Because right now we're talking like this. <laughs> Neither one of us is hearing what the other one has to say. She's too much like me. I'm sorry. She's too much like me. We butt heads, and when we do, it's not really the prettiest thing in the world to see. It's probably not the funnest thing in the world to watch either. We need to take that time to, to, to get away from everything and to just stop and to be still and to let the emotions die down. God is powerful, but He is also so patient, not only with Jonah, but with us as well. And He often puts us in places where we can stop and we can contemplate our actions. We can contemplate our lives in order to trust and obey Him and His will. Sometimes we need a time out. Oh, I hope these pictures work. These are, uh, I won't spoil it. I almost did. I bumped it too quick. I found some pictures of kids who need a time out, okay? And these are parents who, in, in good fun, have taken these pictures of their kids and explained why they are behaving in such a way. This girl is throwing a fit here, and she says, I won't let her wear her dirty underwear as a hat. This boy, he doesn't want the banana that he wasn't offered. I don't want the banana. I didn't tell you I'd eat a banana. I don't want a banana. You can just see it, can't you? I've been there, buddy. I understand. Uh, there we go. This little boy didn't want to share his leg hole. She's mad because his brother joined her at the table for breakfast. I told him he couldn't go trick-or-treating in March. Oh, this boy's upset because the microwave ate his lunch. This young one is so exasperated because the pennies are too far away. That's the pennies. I don't know how clear those are up there. This young boy doesn't want to go, even though they've repeatedly told him we're not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't want to go. And this girl dropped a receipt that they just got from the gas station. And life is over. I wouldn't let him finishing, finish eating the dirt. Someone ate all the muffins. It was him. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we need a time out. 
Sometimes life can be that way, right? I mean, we can just get to the point where, and yes, it might be the simplest things to you, but to me, the world is crashing down around me. Sometimes we need a time out. In Jonah's prayer, he recounts um, all the places that he has been in this journey, right? He goes through here and he talks about he was there, he was running away, he was thrown in the ocean, the water was up to my neck, the seaweed surrounded me, it took me down to the depths. To the roots of the mountains in chapter 2, verse 6. But even here at the roots of the mountains, God is not only aware, but He is attentive to Jonah. And He is able to save Jonah. Even at his lowest point. And I, and I love the story of Jonah because I think what we see here in the story of Jonah is just this, that God is present in our mess. Right? Sometimes I get in this place, this messy, messy place, and it feels like I'm so alone. It feels like the people around me have abandoned me. They haven't. It's Satan's lie that he tells us, that he convinces us that we are in this thing alone. And we've got no one to walk through it with us. We're in despair. We feel discouraged. We feel isolated. And and more than anything, we feel often ashamed because we think that the people that are around us wouldn't understand because their lives are so clean and neat. Because that's, frankly, what I want you to believe about my life. I don't want you to know it's a mess. I don't really want you to know that I struggle. I don't really want you to know that I wrestle with sin day in and day out, that I wrestle with having a positive attitude and a positive spirit, and frequently I have a hard time viewing people the way Christ views people. I don't want you to know that. I want you to see me that way. I want you to see me as somebody that's got it all together. House is neat and orderly, at least what you can see of it. Family is neat and orderly, at least what you can see of it. Things are where they go. You're just all good. The problem is, if that's the picture that we paint, even especially when it's not true, when those around us are struggling, how are they going to come to somebody that has no idea what they're going through? So many people say, well, you wouldn't understand. Try me. (laughs) Try me. It's so easy for us to feel alone when things aren't right around us. But not only is God present in our mess, we have a family that's present in our mess as well. Right, and the church is called to be, to be a people who are present for one another. And after this prayerful contemplation inside the fish, Jonah comes to see, chapter 2, verse 9, salvation is from the Lord. That's not only true or only descriptive of what Jonah experiences here inside the fish, but it also describes and prescribes the message that God has called him to preach to Nineveh. 
Right? That's the message that he's going to take, is the message that he's just received inside the belly of the whale. It's like, you may think you are far from God, but God is not pleased with the way you are living. And Jonah's called to go to Nineveh and preach and teach the grace and forgiveness of God to a people who weren't God's people. But there's a message that Jonah has to bring to them. It's the message that he receives in the belly of the whale. And finding himself alive and completely aware of God's ability to save anyone, anywhere, Jonah arrives at the end of his oceanic travels rather abruptly. That's whatever he had been stirring inside the belly of that whale finally gets into a point where the fish vomits him out on the dry land. And Jonah is back on track after that. He's back into a place where he now has yet another choice to make. Will I remember the God that remembered me in the belly of the fish and finally do what he asked me to do in the first place? Or will I quickly forget the salvation that comes from God and continue to live my way? We have such short attention spans that frequently we continue to choose the way that is not in line with what God has asked, even when he has just redeemed us from that very consequence of that same choice. But it is a choice that we make day in and day out. Will you live in accordance with God's will? Or will you oppose him? That's the choice that we have to make every day. Will we follow where he leads, or will we go the other direction? 